0: Oh my gosh. And they got it. And they got it in this background. This win was everything 2020 needed and more. They have clinched. We have big things coming in 2021. My name's Maddie.
1: My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go, Kane. Kane. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. My name is Charlotte.
0: I'm Maddie. Thanks for joining us. As always, you guys, it's August 12th. Where did this year go? Where did this summer go? Back to school is happening, and pumpkin spice lattes are coming back in like two weeks.
1: Yeah, I was just on FaceTime with my sister on my commute. Well, that sounds really bad, you guys. But I was I, I was on hands-free. Come on, like you've never Facetime had a FaceTime <laughs> up when you're on the phone or driving? All right, sue me. Um, for legal just purposes...
0: Whole conversation with yourself, but go on. <laughs> oh,
1: is go that off. Typical? For for legal reasons, I was not driving when I was on this FaceTime. But anyway, my sister is so into fall, and she got she went to like Michaels and like Hobby Lobby and got all these fall decorations. She's she's like, it's August first, it's fall, it's oh, Halloween right ew. now. Ew,
0: no, that and is. We like, actually no. had this conversation at work today. We were talking about when it was appropriate to start decorating for fall, and I personally was like, I don't like fall unpopular opinion. I grew up in the Northeast. Like I think all that like pumpkin patch, hayride, apple picking, like overrated. Like I did it. Like you only need to do all that stuff once. Like every year overkill in my opinion. So I'm like, I live in sunny Florida. I am going to embrace the summer vibes here. I don't want to embrace the fall decorations any earlier than we have to. Honestly, I'd be fine to just fast forward it a bit altogether. Right. So I was like, October, like Halloween is fall, I guess. Yes. And then after, like, it goes from like Halloween to the end of Thanksgiving and then that's it, with <laughs> my opinion. This is, <laughs> this is a hot take. But other people were saying like, September 1st or... Like even before that.
1: And my this one girl will said start she loves prepping in July. <laughs> oh, she... oh my
0: God. Okay. That's that's yeah, she's just crazy. a bit much. A girl in the office was saying that she <laughs> that she normally wants to start in August, but this year she's forcing herself to wait until October 1st, which I respect that. I think that's okay. that's reasonable. October 1st, even mid-September, I'll give you as fall. Like if you want to start decorating September 15th. You know, you do you. I'm never going to tell anyone not decorate. I just personally, like, don't get excited about that season. I don't get excited. I guess I don't like winter, but I'd rather I like the winter vibes better. I hate the weather in both, but.
1: Fall means football and October baseballs on the horizon. So I appreciate that aspect of it. I guess that's true. I feel like summer is the, su- like, the season that I'm like, okay, yeah, I could do this forever. Fall, winter, spring. I'm like, all right, give me like a week or two just to like experience it. And then I'm over it. Like, let's go right back to summer.
0: Yes, but in terms of like fall decorations and fall activities, I prefer winter decorations and winter activities.
1: I lo- I feel like fall is so quick though that like if you decorate like late enough, it's like, okay, this is enough fall for me. Like this is cute and I'm then now I'm done. Let's go to Christmas. But if yeah. you start decorating in like July, like my sister, I'm like, girl, slow, you roll. Right.
0: I love Halloween though. I vibe with I Halloween.
1: Halloween's cute.
0: I- but I don't think of that. I, I don't think of it like when I think fall, I don't think Halloween. I think like pumpkins and apples and like, like the basic Instagram pictures. <laughs>
1: Well, you, we grew up in the Northeast. That's, like, the thing. Like, the lily Pulitzer, like, the vineyard vines. And like go yes. The pumpkin patch. Like, yeah.
0: the, they're, like, holding a pumpkin and, like, sitting on a stack of hay. Yes. And yes. the caption is something about pumpkin spice latte season. Mm-hmm. Or, like, picked the best one. And it's, like, them <laughs> it's with, like their, with boyfriend their boyfriend and their apple picking. <laughs> <laughs> See,
1: oh, my God. The thing is- <laughs> I've never taken a photo like that.
0: No, neither have I. But that's what I think of when I think of <laughs> fall. It's cringy. And then it's like, yeah. I think it's like scarecrows and like, I don't know, the orange and the brown. Like, it just bums me out. Speaking of orange and brown, it makes me think of the Cleveland Browns. Again, <laughs> bums me out. Let's get back to sports here. We're yeah, way, way off. Fall.
1: I'm like, have like five more things I could say about this. But like, that's just me and Maddie's vibe. We could just go on and on about it. <laughs> forever.
0: I connected it to sports we're, we're getting back on track here. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We, we're good. We're good. <laughs> All right. On this day in sports history, ladies and gentlemen listening at home, the Olympics just ended. As we know, the closing ceremony was over the weekend. And in 2008, American super swimmer Michael Phelps wins his third of eight gold medals at the Beijing Olympics when he took the 200-meter freestyle and a world record. So that's the fun fact to get you started with this little locker room ladies closing ceremony edition.
0: Oh my gosh, that just gave me the craziest flashback into childhood. Do you ever have that like a very vivid childhood memory? Like, I remember watching Michael Phelps in that Olympics so vividly. We were on vacation. I want to say it was a Myrtle Beach trip and... We were with our cousins, and one of the main things that sticks out to me about that trip is the Olympics and Captain Crunch cereal. <laughs> but I remember it was cool because we were staying with our cousins, and so in this vacation we had like a kids' room that w- that had a TV and a couple beds, and so we were allowed to like watch the Olympics, and it was so fun because it's on at all hours of the day. There's yeah. always something to watch, and I remember everyone gathering around and watching Michael Phelps make history like so vividly. It just takes wow. me back to being, what What was I at the time, 11?
1: Yeah, something like that. The, okay, you said Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch, the beach, and the Summer Olympics all have the same energy because I agree. I also think <laughs> I don't necessarily jump from Olympics, Summer Olympics to Captain Crunch, but I would jump from Summer Olympics to the beach, and from the beach I would jump to Captain Crunch cereal. Let us know your
0: thoughts on this, you guys, because <laughs> I'm curious if that is – that is a common place.
1: Did we always just process. have Captain Crunch when we were down the shore? Like, what is that? Is that a beach snack?
0: Right. Like I remember it was it was like you'd buy a bunch of boxes of cereal and you yes. would just eat the cereal because as a kid, like that's a thing you can make yourself. You don't have to ask for a snack. It's vacation, so you don't really have to ask for snacks. You can kind of have True. snacks.
1: Our parents were just lazy. They were like, "Here's some cereal. Right, lunch. and
0: and you love cereal as a kid. I mean, I still love cereal. Speaking of cereal, I had cereal for dinner tonight. Literally Wait. on the phone with Charlotte like a half an hour ago.
1: <laughs> you did. Wait, Maddie, have you ever put um, my best friend Emily, her father is Martin, and he listens to the podcast. Shout out Martin. Um, he is famous for his pancakes, and when we're down the shore, he'll make pancakes the best pancakes you'll have. And he'll put whatever you want in them. So he'll put Captain Crunch in the pancakes. Ooh! And it's so good. And then we'll have bacon on the side, dip it in the maple syrup. (gasps) Good stuff.
0: Interesting. I'll have to try it. I actually, as a kid, I was a big sprinkles in pancakes kind of girl. Ooh!
1: Never tried that.
0: It's good. It's also good. I liked that. That was my my thing. I used to make really interesting pancakes. We would try like marshmallows. We would do like everything you could Ooh, think of to put into a pancake. We tried M and M's once. They just get really gross. The M and M's. You know how when you have M and M's like out in the sun or like in your pocket, they kind of like the color starts to peel <laughs> off and they get like grainy. How often do you have M and M's in your pocket, <laughs> Okay, okay. That actually has an explanation <laughs> because M and M's are just—it's a fact of life. They're better when they're slightly melted. Because yes. when they're melted to the point that the candy shell is still intact, the inside Ooh, is perfectly yes. melted. So it's like that crisp outside and then it just melts in your mouth. So that's why when you eat M&M's, you, when you make microwave popcorn, you have to put M&M's in the microwave popcorn. Oh, I don't
1: do that. I don't do
0: that. Because it's salty and sweet mm. and the heat from the popcorn melts the inside of the M&M's. Oh, mm genius idea do it my mom and I that is our go-to we've been doing that for decades and that that's the vibe it's the absolute best snack everyone listening to this go out try it it's gonna sound weird to some people I don't understand because it never sounded weird to me but it's the best thing (laughs) life-changing has to be warm popcorn though if you just get like popcorn that's already popped and it's not warm then it doesn't have the same effect
1: I understand. But anyway, if
0: you like leave the M&M's in your pocket for too long or they get (laughs) too hot and they're all gross and they get grainy on the outside, you know, like and the color starts to seep off. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then it's just like a white (laughs) M&M.
0: Right, right, right. Or like if you get a McFlurry and you know how the M&M's like by the end, they're just all colorless. Ew. They're all colorless, and the Flurry okay. is just brown. <laughs> I'm like, what am I putting in my body? Because what <laughs> is in all this the M&M's? Get? It's not the same as chocolate chip pancakes. It has a weird texture. It's grainy. It's not good. I would not recommend that. But M&Ms and popcorn, I do recommend.
1: Well, you know who doesn't have a stack of pancakes or some popcorn M&Ms? Our locker room lady of the week. I mean, have you seen her? I she- mean, maybe she does. She could if she wanted. Because this woman
0: can do anything. And she runs a lot. So she needs the calories True. to fuel those runs.
1: Oh yeah. Her name is McKenna Myler and she is unbelievable. When okay.
0: she was nine months pregnant, she first went viral because I'm pretty sure her boyfriend like documents her running journeys on his TikTok page. That's how we found out about her. And so she first went viral because she ran a five-minute and 25-second mile while she was nine months pregnant. And then she gave birth to a beautiful, healthy baby. And she literally has the dopest abs. She has such a – like, she's she's so so strong, powerful, beautiful, fit, amazing. Like, this woman does it all. And then she qualified for the Olympic trials – after she, I think she was like eight months postpartum at the time that she competed in the Olympic trials in the 10K, I believe it was. And I think she placed 10th or 14th or something. She she did not and ultimately get a spot in the Olympics, but qualifying for the trials in itself is such a huge feat, oh, let yeah. alone someone who did it after just giving birth to a baby less than a year ago. Like that is wild How do you do to me? That? because when you think about the athletes like every athlete dedicates their lives to this training and like on top of all that dedication like carrying a human in your body for
1: 9 months I can't even imagine what I can barely like do two things in a day. Like I Right can- and then
0: she runs this half marathon. Her time in that half marathon race was 109.54 and that tallies up to about five minutes and 20 seconds per mile for all 13.1 miles. So that's like insanely fast. Like 525 while she was nine months pregnant to me, I was like, I could never in my wildest dreams ever run a mile that fast. And she literally has a, a full Grown human
1: inside of her. That's ins- Maddie. If, when she's pregnant, she only tacks on five, like 0.5 seconds. Literally five seconds. Math, That's math, crazy. Math, but five seconds. Right, so like, and then hello, you're to pregnant. Keep the and you pace just run five seconds slower. Oh my god. Right,
0: and then to keep that pace for 13 miles, like you're, you gotta be kidding me. She's superwoman, but honestly honestly so cool like it's just so inspiring to watch that and her husband
1: is so proud of her it's literally normal yes. and I'm sure her baby is gonna be so proud of her head once. over to her Instagram you guys because she's one of those people who has not it doesn't seem like she filters anything it seems like total mom Facebook on her Instagram it is yeah, so and real, as, real. as it gets so real authentic and
0: approachable like mm-hmm. so normal but not normal because she's doing these incredible feats and on top of all of her accomplishments she also signed with asics as a pro athlete so kudos to her she's killing it yeah
1: damn you know what maddie on top of all of her amazingness honestly just shout out women right now real quick and shout out team usa because they Woo! friggin' killed the Olympics as yes, no, Maddie, this is a crazy fact. 339 medals were handed out across 33 sports. And Team USA collected a third of all the medals. Most of the medals won were won by female athletes.
0: That's what we'd like to hear on this podcast, Charlotte. Absolutely. That is
1: the kind of news
0: we like to here we yes let's talk about girl power come on like these women are so 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 incredible and just so inspiring and these are exactly the kind of role models that it's so amazing to see to have young girls look up to these people that are so dedicated and work so hard to perfect their craft and to compete up there and they do their very best. Like it's it's just so amazing. So happy for every, every Olympic athlete that qualified for the Olympics, that made it there, that showed up in Tokyo, that competed for their country, not even just the US athletes, every athlete. Like mm-hmm. it's just so, so, so amazing and just props to all of them.
1: This is not a new thing too, Maddie. And I don't think people talk about it that much. In London in 2012, Women took control of the U.S. medals, winning sixty-one to fifty-five to the men, and then in Rio they also beat the men fifty-eight to fifty-five. Shout out, men! We love our country. Hell yes, it's a collective thing, but that is just such a cool thing to say. Like, and Maddie, do you remember that commercial? I think it was a Super Bowl commercial. The little girl looking at the TV with the the female swimmer, or what was it? Do you remember that? It was like the little girl so excited. Like what you just said, there's these little girls have so much to look up to. And that's just just so happy. It's just so heartwarming. And there's just something so special about the Olympics.
0: Right. And just shout out to the U.S. women's basketball team for winning their uh-huh. seventh consecutive gold medal. Uh, yes. Excuse me. What? OK. OK, ladies, yes. let's go. Go off. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi became the first basketball players, male or female, just first basketball players in history to win five Olympic gold medals. Okay.
1: Wow. Like what?
0: Okay. I, wow. Th-
1: unfathomable. It's like you Absolutely have to incredible. be the best at the best. And they've done it five times That's crazy. in their craft. They've done it five times. Also Jennifer Valente won gold in the women's Omnium cycling competition Which gave Team USA the most gold in the Tokyo Olympics. So not only did the U.S. collect the most medals overall, but we also, we, hi, we also (laughs) got the most gold, and the person to do it was Miss Jennifer. So hi, lady.
0: Let's go. So, 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 so proud to be an American and proud to be an American woman. Hell yeah. Let's go.
1: Alrighty, you guys. Olympics are done, and so is this episode of Locker Room, ladies. Just kidding. It's just a break. Hang tight. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Maddie, if you wait for the commercial, you get the baseball. If you build it, they will come. Hello, Field of Dreams game. Ooh. If you guys are listening on release day, it's probably already underway, depending on when you're listening. We're recording this on Wednesday, the day before, so – Uh, we haven't seen it yet so we don't know the outcome but we do have a lot to talk about about the game in general
0: okay this is so exciting because I feel like even if you're not necessarily a baseball fan it's a good movie and you can't argue with that
1: absolutely absolutely we all know it we all love it even if you've never seen the movie you under you've heard that if you build it he will come you know the field of dreams you've heard about it Maybe you even call your own baseball team that you grew up playing on, or your own soccer field grew up playing on the field, or Miami. the team
0: that, or, or the field outside the field where you used to tailgate.
1: Field <laughs> teams, baby! <laughs> Hello, let's go, Canes! Hello, Miami fans, are you listening? This is going to be the first Major League Baseball game to ever be played in Iowa. The Yankees. Ooh, that's well. a fun
0: fact. That's, that's yes. a fun fact.
1: What's in Iowa? Corn. Corn and the Field of Dreams. Cornfields and the Field of Dreams. Yes. So the Sox, the White Sox, and the Yankees are going to be wearing vintage jerseys based on the ones from their former teammates back in 1919, which is like, if you've seen the movie, it's about... You should watch the movie tonight, before you know, or after the game. Just watch the movie this weekend. 1919 was a huge topic in the movie because of the Black Sox scandal, which I also think is fun. The White Sox are playing in it this year. So it'll be interesting to see... What happens there? Apparently, the field is right like five hundred feet away from the original field in the movie, and they're keeping it pretty true to the movie. It's literally in a cornfield. They have like wooden benches along the first baseline. It's it's really gonna be an iconic day for baseball. I'm so happy that the Yankees are in it too. That makes it so much more fun for me.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, this is just exciting. I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited. This is just like I said. Even if you're not a huge avid baseball watcher avid sports watcher you I feel like you just got to enjoy it for the novelty of it Mm -hmm. it's just a cool idea I love that they're doing this here I mean hopefully it goes better than our nice little uh (laughs) ice hockey rink in Lake Tahoe Um (laughs) (laughs) oh my god do you
1: remember that that was funny yeah, I hope it does, but it would just be so fun if you guys have MLB The Show on your like PlayStation things or whatever. I don't play video games, but I've definitely played MLB The Show before in my life. But if you haven't, they have an update <laughs> out now, which is also so fun. They're getting everybody involved, even if you're like a video gamer person. I don't know. I'm learning the lingo still, of the video game world. You can play on the Field of Dreams. Oh, and they have a newly so mentioned Anthony Rizzo. So Anthony Rizzo is out with COVID right now, but you could still play as him.
0: At the Field of Dreams. That makes me wanna this makes me want to go watch that movie again because it's been a few years since I've seen it and it is so good. It's such a classic. Everyone, go watch Field of Dreams. That is your call to action for this episode. Field
1: (laughs) of Dreams, what's it on? Let's see if it's streaming any. You could find anything online these days.
0: Oh, it's on Peacock. Legally, Charlotte. Legally.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Does anyone have a Peacock account that I can sign into so I could watch this legally? I think Peacock's free. It just has ads. Oh, all right. I'll watch it with ads. I'm not above ads. I love ads. <laughs> I listen to my own ads. <laughs> I don't skip ads.
0: Ah, uh, don't say Mets slump, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Well, Mets I mean, slump. I don't like that. Okay, it's it's the injury bug. We've talked about this before. It's the injury bug. Baez is now out with an injury. DeGrom is still out with his injury. Francisco Lindor is out with an injury. It's
1: the injury bug,
0: you know. Imagine it's, or it's bug. just
1: like, you know, they had one good run and this is just the Mets. What you see is what no, you're no, doing. No, no, like, no. Had- it's an injury <laughs> bug.
0: It's the injury bug. We're not we're not getting negativity here, Charlotte. It's the injury bug. I already oh. have a team that's terrible that I root for. So I I have the Mets as my team that's supposed to be good. So See, you they're, made they're, they're gonna be good with- again.
1: No. no, <laughs> that, no, no if you no, want a no, good baseball team? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. <laughs> No, 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 it's fine, it's fine.
1: They're Maddie's fine, down fine.
0: bad in the baseball world. They're going to break through this. Also, I don't know, did we talk about the Mets game that I went to? Was that last week? Oh my God, hello. No, we did okay. not. Speak <laughs> speaking of the oh, Wait, yes. tell us they're all about it, okay. Okay, guess what? Uh, The game that I went to, they won. Who so did they play? Thank you, thank you very much. They were playing the Marlins and they won. <laughs> and I got to see Papa Pete, Polar Pete, mm polar Pete Alonso in the flash and I was very hype about that because I am a huge Pete Alonso fan like I just think he's hilarious and such a goofball and like so wait Maddie
1: I didn't even hear anything about this game oh I I did send you wait how did you like the stadium
0: oh my god it was weird why is there a dome I don't know. Like no hate, but why Why is it covered? I mean, I get it. I totally get why yeah, it's covered, but it just doesn't feel like baseball when it's covered, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a wild experience. I've never actually gone to a major league baseball game that the Pirates weren't playing in. And I've also never, I don't think I've gone to a major league baseball game in any other ballpark besides PNC Park. So it was definitely a new experience, definitely cool so much fun. Like, I had literally so much fun at that game. We were jumping up and Aww. down. There were so many Mets fans. It was it was kind of fun because there was probably more Mets fans there than there were Marlins fans. <laughs> so it was just really good vibes. Baez knocked a homer right past our section which was cool oh, that was so exciting funny. to watch the Mets won we got there and we by the time we got to our seats it was the second inning and they sco- the Mets scored three runs in the second inning so it was like you were
1: like oh my god wait we should start. we should leave we should it leave was, before it was it was start. the
0: Marlins did tie it up in the fifth But the Mets were able to come back and snag the W. Unfortunately, that was their only win of that series against the Marlins. (laughs) That was kind of sad, but it was cool that it happened in the game that we went to and that they didn't lose because it was like exciting and fun and good vibes all around. And I tried Travis Scott's cacti seltzer for the first time. How'd you like it? How'd you like it? I liked it. Honestly, I did like it. I I really did, actually. I've never seen it in those big cans, but they had it at the stadium (laughs) The, the big the double kind of can yeah like a tall boy. and they had pineapple so I was like oh I'll try this I've been wanting to try it and I figured it was a good way to try it without committing to the whole case
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: but yeah it was good it was it was really good good vibes mm-hmm. got some french fries those are really good at Marlins Park get I was gonna say fries. what did you eat did we get a hot dog no I you know I'm not a big hot dog girl but got some french fries unless they come from a cannon in. Well, yeah, the, that's just for the experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got some french fries and some M&M's and seltzer. So that was, M&M's that was my... again,
1: full circle moment. <laughs> were, yeah, they no, they were, chance, were they in your pocket? No,
0: chance. were in pocket. And are they still <laughs> no. in your pocket? No, 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 no. They weren't, but... Um... Maddie's been holding on to the M&M's ever since the game. <laughs> I do was, need to post one of my pictures though from the game. I said I was gonna share on locker room, ladies, so we'll have to do you that. Do. Have to do that soon. So maybe if there's any Mets news <laughs> that pops up, we'll we'll share a picture to tell you guys about it on our Instagram accounts. Look yes. out for that. It was really, really fun. Honestly, it was a blast.
1: Okay, speaking of the Mets, speaking of a blast, the Phillies swept them last weekend, but I think that one that's sad, whatever. It's it okay. sad. <laughs>
0: For no, you. we don't like the Phillies, regardless. Regardless of who they're playing, yeah, we're not rooting yeah. for the Phillies here. <laughs> Sorry, we're not rooting for the Phillies on this podcast. Sorry, guys.
1: Okay, but we will root for Roy Holiday. His number was number thirty-four was retired last weekend. He spent four season with seasons with the Phillies. He won the Kai Young Award in twenty ten. He Bryce Harper said he's one of the best to ever play the game. It and obviously is posthumous induction into that, you know, retire that retired number family. However, his family wasn't able to go to the game or the ceremony because somebody they were close with had got- gotten COVID. So no one was able to be there on his end, but they were able to celebrate it and, you know, shout out. That's awesome. We love no hitters here on Locker Room Ladies podcast. He threw the second yes, no hitter in MLB postseason history. Woo,
0: let's no. go, baby. That's
1: the way. actually a really fun fact. But that's so special. I think that is a
0: very special tradition that they do in professional sports is retiring numbers. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a, a fine line on, like, obviously you can't retire everyone's number that's ever good because mm-hmm. you're never going to have any numbers left, like right. only certain numbers certain amount of numbers but I do think it's a very special tradition in sports and I mean the numbers that are retired on my favorite teams are special to me even just as being a fan Mm -hmm. like Roberto Clemente 21 like anytime I see the number 21 that's automatically where my brain goes as -hmm. someone who grew up in Pittsburgh so I just think it's a very very special tradition and what an honor I mean of course as you said it was posthumously but what an honor to his family and to his legacy
1: speaking of legacy Maddie we have to touch on this a little bit Lionel Messi has officially left Barcelona after 21 seasons that's like almost our entire lives which is if
0: you were confused about him leaving like I was at first Charlotte's gonna break it down for you because we looked into this because we were like what the heck I I was so confused at first I was like why would he leave why would they let him go I couldn't wrap my head around why this partnership would end like why they were splitting after such a long, successful time together.
1: I don't think complicated than it it is very complicated. I don't think either. I think it's a fact. Neither party wanted to part ways. But what happened and I'm by no means a, an expert on this because I don't understand truly the logistics of it, but I was able to research a little bit. And basically what happened was there was no uncertain terms. The club, Barcelona, and the player, Messi, wanted to do a deal, but and even Messi said that he was ready to take 50% pay cut if it meant that he would got to stay with Barcelona. But the league, La Liga made it impossible for that to happen. So basically what happened is under these new La Liga rules that were introduced in 2013, years ago, like these are not new rules per se, there is a floating salary cap for all teams, which limits players' wages and acquisition costs to 70% of club revenue. So with the COVID-19 pandemic and the implications of that, far Barcelona- Obviously everyone's
0: revenues go down.
1: Yeah. And we talked about this this with football and, you know, the result of what that has caused. And Barcelona would have to shed over $200 million in salaries just to sign Messi. So,
0: so it was pretty much it, impossible yeah. for him to play there based on this rule yeah. of the league.
1: And I think there was some shady stuff going on behind the scenes with private equity investment companies trying to funnel money in which is like illegal in the league as it should be and you know he was so upset he was crying on the podium when he was talking about this and now he hopefully will be happy you know it's sometimes change is good sometimes also
0: he's gone to Paris I don't know if we said that just for those of you who don't know he, he signed with Paris
1: yes he's going to Paris and here, okay, so his, let's talk about his salary for just a sec. $41 million annual net salary, including bonuses. He signed for two years, and there's an option for a third year. And he also got a $30 million signing bonus, and he can get a cut of player image rights, which include jersey sales. And potentially, all of that could bump that salary up to like $75 million. I think he was getting like 71 with, with Barcelona.
0: But truthfully, after hearing what he had to say and and reading about it, I don't really think, I don't think that it was about the money at all for him in terms of like, I don't think any amount of money is going to make him happy about having to leave Barca. I think that obviously he's expressed his sadness and they've expressed their dismay for having to to cut ties, but Mm -hmm. I mean, wish them both the best in the future and maybe after the two-year contract is up, maybe they'll Mm -hmm. work things out. If he continues to play, maybe they'll be able to find the room for him or maybe he'll love Paris and want to stay there. It's, it's obviously not an ideal situation, but it's not the end of the world. The world still turns. He's still Mm going to kick the soccer ball around the field and he's still going to be great at it.
1: Yeah. And he's still going to be one of the highest paid to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Whether he thinks about it or not. And he's just a legend. You don't know soccer if you don't know Lionel Messi.
0: And right, I, I don't think you can think of soccer without thinking of that
1: name. Twenty-one years with a team—that's like that's, that's crazy. Longer than I've ever done anything, except for—I mean, breathing. I've done breathing for longer. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't require much thought <laughs> or talent. Everyone can do well, that. Well,
0: speaking of some of leaving, mm-hmm. we have some drama. In the NCAA, specifically the SEC, the Big 12. I'm sure you guys, most of you have heard by now, Texas and Oklahoma expressed that they wanted out of the Big 12. And they specifically wanted to go to the SEC. So it was a whole big drama, breaking news, whole big thing for a couple of days. And basically, the SEC had to invite them off, extend an invitation to Texas and Oklahoma to join the SEC. It's it's a whole thing. And they had to like unanimously agree upon it. It's, It's a whole thing. Long story short, they did. They invited them into the SEC, Texas and Oklahoma, accepted their invitations. And in 2025, so a couple of years down the line still, so a little less than four years from now, they are scheduled to start competing in the SEC. But this raises a few questions for me, and I think that this comes with quite a few implications. I don't love this, and and not for not for really, I mean, I don't really have any skin in the game in terms of Texas or Oklahoma. I don't know if you guys, I wanted to go to UT Austin really badly. I got in, I ended up choosing Miami oh, over yeah. UT Austin, so I, I was a Texas fan when I was in high school because I really thought that that was going to be the school for me, so I, I kind of always have a little bit of like, oh, like a little, little smirk when I see anything with Texas. I, I have like a light appreciation for them. But I just, does this set a dangerous precedent of musical conferences? Like, oh, I'm just going to go to the Big Ten. I'm just going to go to the ACC now. We're all going to leave and go to the SEC. Like, where's the line? I I guess the line is that the the SEC can decline. But when you see every team is going to the SEC, my concern is that, is it going to cheapen? the rest of the conferences, because the sec is already known as being that powerhouse of the power five. So does it make the other four conferences less competitive as the sec
1: gets more competitive? I mean, I, as a, you know, alum of an ACC school. And as somebody who we've talked about on the podcast before, can any other team ever win? that championship game like it's always going to be an SEC school it's always going to be your Alabama at the top at the end well I mean you have
0: the Clemsons but I think that the it gets narrower when you when you add more and more to the SEC I mean granted there's still only one SEC championship and there's only two spots in that championship game so I guess it makes it more competitive within the conference but
1: where does that leave the Big 12 well and in the grand scheme like as somebody who is an alum of an ACC school, I say, well, that's not fair to me because my I wouldn't I wouldn't want my school to just leave the ACC. I wouldn't want Miami to just leave the ACC and go to the SEC, jump ship like that. Like you're an ACC school, like let's work on being at the top of that conference, and then we can take down the top of the SEC. I
0: also just feel like there's already kind of a not a, a like almost. Uh, a little bit of a cockiness in the SEC. I think they all think that they're better than everyone else. And yes, they, they are known for their high scoring and their Alabamas and their LSUs and these teams that you consistently see in the college football playoffs. But... They're not the end, end all be all. I think th- there is that kind of misconception that the SEC is the only team that ever wins the national championship. But no, like you see, Clemson has been in that conversation year after year. And, and granted, they're at the top <laughs> of the ACC. Right. But I just feel like. In the past few years, it has been a while since the Big 12 has been in that conversation. Obviously, Ohio State made it to the national championship out of the Big 10 this year, but this was a wild season anyway. And what? Now that, that Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12, you can't have two Big 10s. What are you going to call it? Yeah, they can't what? keep it the Big 12 because that's going to drive me crazy if there's not 12 teams. It's like in the, the Big 2020 12.
1: Olympics in 2021. I'm right, like, right. Yeah, changing? yeah.
0: No, we can't have both. We can't do that.
1: I wonder what they'll call them.
0: Or are, are like two Mac schools gonna
1: jump in are they gonna to, like, call 12? Them, are they gonna call them the Guardians? <laughs> <laughs> right. But like are two are two Mac schools gonna jump in
0: or something? Like are they gonna add I, I I'm just I have so many questions about how this is actually going to play out. I, I'm just I, I don't know. I think I think it's it's opening up a can of worms in my opinion. Like not yeah. that no team can ever move to a different conference. But I think it's just giving the SEC too much power. I feel like, is it going to be, like, is everyone else, like, is it going to be looked at as, like, instead of, like, if you're not in the SEC, you're not truly D1 kind of vibe when it comes to football, at least?
1: Yeah, I wonder that, too, and I wonder if it has anything. It probably has, everything has something to do with money. I wonder if, like, Texas is looking at this, Oklahoma is looking at this, saying, it's really going to help our recruiting. You guys are gonna play these Alabamas, these LSUs, it's really gonna help.
0: But maybe, but maybe on the on the flip side of that, maybe there are kids that like the draw of not being in the SEC and not playing the Alabama every year if you're not going there. You know, I feel like there are a plethora of reasons why someone chooses to go to a school and obviously everyone like other kids choose other schools than SEC schools I mean obviously there's a limited number of spots to play at the SEC schools but there are athletes that choose not to be in the SEC for a variety of reasons I I don't know I just think it's interesting and I just don't know how they're going to handle it and like what if next year Ohio State and Notre Dame say okay now we want to be in the SEC too
1: I wonder what this means for the ACC too. Like, are people going to jump ship out of the ACC? Like, is can we see Miami in the next ten years going to the SEC? I don't know. But if that's what I mean. That. Like,
0: if everyone just keeps, I, I mean, I guess at a certain point the SEC would just turn people down. But would they? I, I just, I have so many questions. Like, how? Okay, how is that fair? You, are they going to kick teams out and swap that's my out? Question.
1: Could you kick teams out? Like, could you say mm, Alabama? Sorry. No, or they're like OG, oh, so they're like grandfathered in. Like, how does this I don't know. I, I have so many
0: questions. I feel like the SEC is now just such a powerhouse in terms of money making, too. Because I mean, you have the Red River Shootout between Texas and Oklahoma. That's a huge game every year that gets so many eyeballs. I mean, that's just gonna pump up the SEC's viewership more than it already is. But I mean, personally, like I like a good. ACC game or a good Big 10 game every once Same. in a while because because the SEC I'm just expecting a certain outcome.
1: Right. Right. I agree. And I also think you're right there is and I love to watch an SEC football game. There is it's amazing to watch those teams play. They're a pseudo NFL teams. They're really really good. But there are really, really good teams in other conferences, and like you were just saying, like there's this weird like, cockiness about the SEC, like the I'm better than you attitude, just because I go right. to school, even if I'm a third string and as good as the first string in an ACC. Right, like it's school, like it's like right? the popular clique,
0: and yeah. Like- it's like movies. the popular
1: sorority you know like the top sorority or the right I it, like, it
0: mean like, it's SEC. like the elitist almost it, it's I mean it's just it's it's getting that, that. I, I don't, it's not nothing that the SEC themselves necessarily no. is doing but I think whenever you put so much you give so much you they're when teens are jumping ship from their conferences to join this conference they're making it so sought after they're putting it up onto a pedestal
1: mm-hmm. Well, also, I mean, now we could retaliate. We, if I'm the ACC, I'm going to say, yo, like, we want this team in our conference. Like, if we're all going to play music, But can they do that? I just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't understand
0: know. the point of it. Like, I kind of get it from, I, I don't even, I don't really even get what Texas and Oklahoma are really getting out of it. Like, do they think that they have a better chance at titles if they're playing in the SEC? I mean, if anything, I would argue that they have a worse chance just because they're playing the Alabamas and the Auburns and the LSUs. And the Georgias, like you're, you, yeah. you're the competition is steeper in the SEC, but also, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I have a lot of just questions. I think it's, it's hard to have like a full, like, I don't wrap my head around fully, like how this is going to play out yet, because it is so far down the road and there are so many unanswered questions that I have, but I would no, love to hear the listeners thoughts on this.
1: I have a question for you. Let's say the ACC can take any team. What team would you love to play in a conference with Miami? Like, what team would you love to see in a conference championship game, conference final game? Like, what team would you love to see Miami play against in an? Oh ACC well,
0: tournament? I mean, Notre Dame join That's a what freaking I conference. Would say. Notre back.
1: Dame, hello. Because it pisses me off that
0: they're not in a conference anymore, and it also pisses me off even more that the ACC just allowed them to join the ACC for COVID 2020 only and then mess up every ACC school's <laughs> schedule and take the top ACC championship spot and play against Clemson. They didn't Clemson. even win the Screw ACC up.
1: tournament. Like this was your opportunity, Notre Dame. It's like Miami could have – technically Miami would have been next in line to go to the ACC
0: championship. Not that they I – don't, I don't foresee them beating Clemson at that time, but it's just annoying as a fan of the ACC. Like why is Notre Dame get special treatment – They used to be in the ACC. It was a fun rivalry. I mean, that was by far the best game of my college career was whenever Miami obliterated Notre Dame. Oh, yes. In 2017 with the 10-0 start. That was a memory I will cherish forever.
1: One of the greatest (laughs) football games I've ever been to. I'm not
0: kidding. But that question, uh, easiest answer, is Notre Dame. I just Because I just feel like they owe the ACC
1: that. And they're never going to come
0: back because they're getting the special treatment. But I don't understand why the NCAA allows them to.
1: I do, though, have a lot of friends who went to Notre Dame, and I, I I love the Notre Dame. You know, they love their school. So, no no smack talk on Notre Dame, but, like, come back to the ACC. I just want to be you guys in the ACC. <laughs> Me. I like the rivalry.
0: The Catholics versus the convicts, Charlotte. It's
1: the best. It's the best. Although, I am a convict by Miami and also a Catholic by birth, so, <laughs> like, i have cookie cutter to both, both schools.
0: Oh my gosh. I love wearing my. Well, I'm wearing my Miami U. You are. T shirt right now. So I think we Thank know where you. my loyalties stand. I mean, yeah. everyone knows where my loyalties yeah. stand. We literally say go canes in our intro. <laughs>
1: go canes. <laughs> and I stand uh, that for the day I die. Speaking like, of where, be, where I stand,
0: no. though, in terms of football teams, obviously, I'm a Steelers fan. Also, you can see that by listening to the podcast, the cover. We've been over it. I like the Steelers. Okay. Enough. We get it. <laughs> I'm just going to take a quick little sigh of relief. The Steelers third stringers obliterated the Cowboys third stringers, but of course it's preseason Hall of Fame game literally does not matter at all. But in my heart, you'll love to see the Steelers beat the Cowboys Absolutely. any day of the week.
1: You just love to, to see, see
0: anyone beat the Cowboys. You just, you just love to see it. we love a good solid win over the Cowboys. So that was nice to start off the preseason football is back. Mm-hmm. Football is back, baby, and your girl got to debut her Najee Harris jersey for my guy's debut in his first ever game as a yeah. Pittsburgh Steeler. Granted, again, it was a preseason game, wasn't much. I mean, it's it's nice because it's like football season is almost back, but preseason just hits different. It's not the same. He doesn't have the the gravity or the same excitement yeah. level. But the the fun thing about preseason
1: though. The good thing about preseason, though, Maddie, is that you got to go to a game in, like, in the Northeast, and it's not freezing cold.
0: <laughs> like, I've right, been to but it's, it's not even as fun, though, because the players that are going to play yeah, are it's just playing. It, I feel like it's different. Like, spring training, your players are playing. Right. But in NFL preseason, like, Ben Roethlisberger is not going to throw a ball in a game until week one.
1: But it is interesting to see those guys who, you know, might be the future of that team. I guess, you know, say it that way. It's also just way too cold for me to sit at a Giants game outside MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. However, I do want to go on September 26th when they play the Eagles. So I'm going to try to make that happen.
0: Love to see it. Love to see it. I'm just excited for the season to officially kick off, but I was excited to wear my. Like black and gold and don my jersey once again. It's yes. been a while. Yes, um, magic. In other news, word on the street in Pittsburgh is that James Washington, a Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, is requesting a trade because he is upset about lack of playtime. I have said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I personally think that James Washington is one of the most – is actually the most underrated and underutilized – Player on the Steelers, like by the Steelers, like they don't like. I'm always like, hey, like when when the Steelers receivers had the case of the drops last year. I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> there was a couple of weeks where there were quite a few drop passes, like a disgustingly embarrassing amount of dropped passes. James Washington was all reliable. He did not drop the passes, so you love to see it. And I mean, I, when they give him the ball, I always get super pumped in the games because I'm like, he is just such an underrated player like he is such a weapon and and I feel like he's probably gotten to the point where he's like
1: I they're not appreciating me you know what what is this akin to what is this akin to Maddie this reminds me of something and I can't put my finger on exactly what it is but if you you don't oh (laughs) no I wouldn't forget that but if you don't feel no matter if you play football, if you work in an industry you don't like, if you play for a team that you don't love and you want to make a change, you feel like you are worth more than what you are giving or what you're getting, then make a change, you know, and then go shine somewhere else. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: It's definitely, I'm, I hope that he doesn't go. I hope that they can work something out. But even more so, TJ Watt, I don't know, have you been following this drama? Charlotte no, T.J. Watt has not in. been practicing with the Steelers in preseason.
1: See, we he's have kind of holding out Aaron because Rogers. he wants I haven't even heard this. he
0: wants a contract extension and I mean there's there's just a lot of it's very early in this news cycle but Ooh. it seems like they're in a bit of a tug of war right now with TJ Watt's contract and money situation.
1: I and he that. has
0: proven himself more like Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So I think whatever the guy asks for, just give it to him. We gotta keep him in Pittsburgh. I will die on that hill. TJ Watt needs to stay in Pittsburgh and like just give him what he wants. He's proven himself he works harder than anyone you could like like he he works just as hard as anyone else, if not harder than most people. Like he is the hardest working guy in the room is everything I've ever heard about coaches talking about him and players talking about him is that he's always the hardest worker and he's the most dedicated and I mean I really just feel like just you can't you can't mess this this one up so hopefully it all works out there
1: didn't your wasn't your father saying a couple I've god this was episodes ago like months ago talking about that Steelers cap and how they needed to bring that down and how, because of COVID, like with the La Liga situation and Messi, because of the repercussions from COVID and the revenue cuts, they had to do a lot of switching around of salaries. Do you think that has something to do with, you know, these issues that TJ Watt and the Steelers are facing right now?
0: Um, I mean, I don't because I'm pretty sure like the roster is pretty much set at this point. Like that conversation I think would have happened earlier on if it was. And, early reports are predicting that the Steelers are going to have actually the most cap room in 2022. Oh. So that I'm looking forward to That's that. That's good news for Maddie. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm, we already talked about the whole potential of Aaron Rodgers going elsewhere and where I'd like to see him, but yeah, I I've heard preliminary. <laughs> I <predictions laughs> yes, so are going to have the most cap room. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. I'm, I'm sure it's just like contract negotiations gone a little bit wrong But I mean, I I would hope that they would just give him what he asks and he's proven himself time and time again and he more than deserves it. So fingers crossed on that one. We'll give you guys
1: updates. She said what she said. Maddie, I have one question I want to leave you with Um, in terms of baseball, in terms of music. My computer sounds like it's about to take flight. I'm so sorry if that's being picked up on this mic. But Maddie, what's your walkout song?
0: Oh my god. Oh my gosh, I need to think on that one. I've thought about this. Girl, that's like a good question, time. but I've never given it thought. Okay. I feel like that, that there's a lot of gravity to that question there is. and and I really don't feel like I can answer that without giving it some thought. Can I can I open next week's episode with my answer? Yes.
1: yes. So Everybody, what's yours
0: though? Cuz you said you thought about it.
1: I've thought about it and I cannot come to a decision because you have to consider do you it's like the personification of you it is also a song like do you want it to or do you want it to be a song that like gets the people going or do you want it to be a song that everybody knows like you know everybody knows this song or do you want it to be a totally unique song that like you only like like one of those random songs
0: or it's kind of like your anthem like Edwin Diaz for the Mets whenever he comes in to close they play Narcos and, and it, it's and just the sandman. trumpets the trumpets go on and you're ready to go you're like all right you guys is coming in we're going to close out this game we're going to win here
1: enter sandman that's all i have to say and but is it the song that made you know do you think about that song because of that athlete or do you think about that athlete because of that song like well i think he- it's, it's i
0: think it's a hybrid but i think that the song choice is important it has to be Mm -hmm. it has to be right on the money so I think both of us need to take this week and really really brainstorm this and come up with an answer
1: yeah everybody at home what's your walkout song because it could also be something hilarious like I saw this is what made me think of this I was seeing I was watching a TikTok video and a TikTok video how old am I I was watching (laughs) a TikTok and it was like parents like screwing with their little league son And they were playing funny walkout songs and he was like, mom, (laughs) but like, it could be something hilarious. And like, if you're a funny person, you could pull it off. What's your walkout song? Everybody listening at home, please let us know. Yeah, we're going to post this on our Instagram
0: too, a question and see what people say, and we're all going to think about it. So we'll get back to you with our answers next Thursday, so you got to listen, but you guys will give us your answers and we'll share some on our Instagram stories to get ready for that. And as always, thanks for listening. We love you guys and we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks guys.